Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. About a month ago on October 15th, I spoke about this section of readings, parables in Matthew's gospel, which end in judgment with winners and losers. Today's parable is one example of that. Last week's parable is another example. Next week's parable is another example. This is a peculiar feature of Matthew's gospel, the image of an unforgiving master does not fit nicely with the message of grace for sinners that we find in the other Gospels and in Paul's letters. Sometimes the Jesus of Matthew's Gospel wants to warn us against our own tendency to rush to judgment. The parables show us that sometimes we get it wrong. In next Sunday's parable, both the wicked and the righteous, the sheep and the goats, the good guys and the bad guys, will ask exactly the same question. When was it that we saw you? When was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? How we judge others is not necessarily how, judge, how God will judge. Another peculiarity of Matthew's gospel is that it is the only book of the New Testament, aside from Revelation, that uses the word talent. Talent is a Greek word that is a unit of weight. It was a very important concept in the world of Jesus, in the whole Mediterranean world. For a long time, across a lot of cultures, so we can't be sure exactly how much it was. One of my best references One of my best reference resources says that it was about 35 pounds, which is what I've got here. <laughs> but a lot of people use different sources, and they double that amount. Hellenistic sources span centuries and span continents, and they don't all agree. When someone says a talent was equivalent to 6,000 drachma, that's interesting, but it only helps if you know how much a drachma weighs. <laughs> I'm showing you what it was originally like. <laughs> this, by the way, I'm showing you what a talent weighs. This, by the way, is my talent show. <laughs> so a talent was a unit of weight. It might typically refer to a chunk of gold 
or another precious metal. In the book of Revelation, there are hailstones that weigh a talent, not something you'd want to fall on your head. That's in Revelation. So in the parable, a master summons three slaves and entrusts his property to them. Five talents to one, two talents to another, and one talent to a third. So these are sums of great wealth, piles of gold. And of course, one of them buries it in the ground. One of my colleagues, Pastor David Lose, the senior pastor at Mount Olivet Lutheran Church in Minneapolis, he writes that this is a parable about what happens when we live in fear. Jesus does not say that the master is harsh. The first two slaves, the ones who invest, do not seem to be afraid of the master. But here is what the third slave says to the boss. Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. The master does not seem to feel flattered by this. <laughs> you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? So the third slave seems to be acting out of fear and dread. He won't even invest the money with the bankers, but buries it in the ground. Sometime in the 1400s, this Greek word talent, which had become a Latin word talent, evolved into our meaning talent, talent like talent show, like a talent for music, like a talent for speaking, like a talent for gardening. Because, because the original word was concerned with weight, in medieval Latin, talent had come to mean a leaning, an inclination, a tendency, a pull. But the modern use of the word, the way we use talent, derives directly, explicitly from today's parable, today's gospel. And the exhortation to make the most of what God has entrusted to you. I think it's cute when other churches urge their members to contribute time, talent, and treasure, the three T's. Have you heard that before? In the original sense, a talent was literally treasure. In today's gospel, literally buried treasure. Time, treasure, and treasure, or time, talent, and talent. Our treasure, our talent, is this congregation. In some ways, we are surely tempted to bury this talent in the ground, to preserve what we have in frightful times by retreating behind walls. That is what is happening to many congregations and not only congregations, but many social institutions. We live in a nation 
and a culture that exalts individualism and that turns away from the communities that nurture and guide individuals. In the New York Times yesterday, David Brooks wrote that our society is a tree and the leaves are growing faster and the roots are withering and the roots are necessary for the leaves to thrive. The leaves are the pleasures, rights, and freedoms of individualism. The roots are neighborhoods, unions, clubs, congregations, PTA meetings. The roots are withering. And so like the man in the parable, in scary and discouraging times, a congregation like ours may become afraid. We may bury our treasure in the ground. We are not doing that. Every day, we sweep the steps, we raise the flag, we turn on the lights, we unlock the doors, and we invite all to come. Come and find hope. Come and find connection. Come and taste that the Lord is good. Just three weeks ago, we commemorated the 500th anniversary of the Reformation with a fairly robust proclamation of the good news and the meaning of our heritage for the future and a solid taste of community, as well as a taste of bratwurst and beer and mustard. This coming year, 2018, will be another amazing year, a fairly dramatic year in this room as we exhale out our tired old pipe organ and then later inhale it again, renewed for many more adventures and many more decades. In the mail, our members and associates are receiving an invitation to state our intentions to support Dove of Peace in 2018. We find that it is always better to think and pray about what we share in church, to do it deliberately, to do it with intention, not just haphazardly, not just opening up your wallet or your purse to see what might be there today, but to plan, in, or in terms of the parable today, to invest. In the mail, our members will receive a form to complete and a cross made from cardstock. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked his followers. Who do you say that I am? And you can write a word or words or a name or names for Jesus on this cross and return it with your statement of intention. And if you need help thinking of a name for Jesus, someone even came up with a cheat sheet that you'll also get. 
I don't know who did that. And these crosses, with the many, many names for Jesus, will be mounted on the Luther Rose banner as we move toward a new, a brand new year at Dove of Peace. Sweeping the steps, raising the flag, turning on the lights, and opening the doors. Our second reading today was from what I believe to be the earliest and most original writing in the entire New Testament. Paul wrote these words to the Thessalonians, but I fancy that he might have written them for us. God has destined us not for wrath. That's about the fear thing. God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. As we move from 2017 into a new year, let us not bury our treasure, but invest it. Encourage one another. Build up each other, as indeed you are doing. Amen.